Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the DadCast, where I am doing my best to have communication with good people about raising adults, not children. Because if you raise a child, that's what you're going to get, a grown child. Yeah. And that's dangerous. You need to raise an adult, because one day you're not going to be there, and they will. So this episode is brought to you by Cut Connoisseur Clothing, Products, and Apparel. For barbers and stylists, go ahead and check us out at Cut Connoisseur on Instagram. Uh, welcome, my good brother. What's up, man? Good to see you again. Thank Doing you well. so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Doing well. Come on, man. It's all love. It's all love. Always good conversation. Uh, between the few times that we've met, but you know what I mean? It's nothing but, uh, nothing but respect and, and, and love. So... You said you had dad in your life, correct? I do. I, I did and I do. Okay. Uh, how old, Do you know how old he was when he had you? Ah, man. I think he was like 29, 28. Okay. Yeah, a little bit older. Okay. And how old are you? I'm 36. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think? It, it doesn't have to be one thing. It could be multiple if you like. But what are some of the things that you believe that are the greatest qualities and, and things that your dad basically taught you to be who the man that you are. Yeah, I like to use like the analogy of uh, the kids bowling ball. Okay. For the kids bowling, when you see the frames up on the, on the two sides, uh-huh. and no matter how they throw the ball, it somehow bounces to the middle to the... Ah, to the oh, the little bumpers on the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, my dad... He's a very serious guy. Um, one of the best men I know. Oh, and nice. His, 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 basically, his way of tutelage was uh, give me as much knowledge as possible, expose me to um, a strong academic foundation. Mm. But he was basically taking like a hands-off approach unless he needed to put the guardrails up. Interesting. Um, and it worked for me because of my personality. I'm... I'm one of those people who like to learn by doing after I feel like I've studied up enough mm. and put the time in. Okay. And I felt like he uh, he assessed me and knew that about me mm-hmm. and kind of just, you know, made his approach based on my personality. So um, thankfully for that, that has paid a lot of dividends for me and really for him as well, mm-hmm. um, you know. Was there ever like a rocky period between oh, yeah. you two? Oh yeah. Like in school when you're becoming a young man. Oh yeah. And you want to do the cool shit. Yeah. Um, but your father has been there before. Right. And he's seeing you. So he's he's seeing the need to put the guardrails. I was up. just about to say the guardrails <laughs> coming up. <laughs> but the, but uh, he's also hedging against what he's taught you up to that point. Gotcha. So. It's a very tricky balance, and for me, um, you know, I'm from a very small place. I'm from the Virgin Islands, so okay. you know, my father basically uh, stopped having day-to-day interaction with me as soon as I left. 19 years old, 18 years old for college in New York City, oh. and maybe 15 years in, uh, a death in the family brought us together in a different way where he kind of got to know me as an adult for the first time. Interesting. Because in his mind, it was still his boy that had just left oh. for college, right? 
Um, and we had a, a serious conversation and he was like, look, man, I can't believe you turned out to be what you are mm. because I was terrified the whole time. And meanwhile, here I'm explaining to you that I thought he gave me freedom. Mm-hmm. But in his mind, he didn't know if that was working or not. Mm. Because when we hit that little rough patch in high school, he was like, oh, shit, I fucked it up. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it took 15 years before he finally got to know me as an adult um, and really have that conversation with me where he was like, I was terrified. But it, and, man, one of my buddies tells me, man, he always says, uh, being a parent is the toughest job you'll ever love. Yeah. And I see it, you know, like you are terrified, man. It is a, a really scary experience to know that you are responsible for this person's every waking moment, yeah. you know, who they become, who they're around and, you know, trying to avoid, you know, like you said, putting those bumpers up in so many different ways, man. People get kidnapped. People get, mm-hmm. you know, get involved in sex trafficking and some people just screw themselves over. You know what I mean? It's not even their fault, you know, um, trusting a neighbor or a friend and then they get involved in drugs or Lord knows what, you know. So it really is a scary thing, man, being and the same mentor, a good friend of mine. He also tells me that until your child is mature enough and wise enough to understand and develop their own relationship with God, mm-hmm. you are God to them. I was like, damn, like that's heavy, bro. You know, as I think back about how consistent this man was, you know, I'm, I'm a 36 year old young man. I feel like, uh, you know, I, I don't have kids yet. Mm-hmm. But I struggle with the concept of being consistent for another human being Ooh. all the time. It's scary, bro. And because he gave me such a like a high ceiling to achieve to, um, it's actually it makes me anxious, which is why I don't have kids yet. <laughs> it makes me I, I understand completely you what know? you're saying. Um, but yeah, like his his level of consistency absolutely contributed to um, how I view him. Yeah. I think about all these young men who saw their father in a certain way and won't ever let them come back into their lives you know and it's you know it's it's hard to be uh one of god's children and give the level of grace that you want for yourself Um, but you know i was fortunate to have that so let's go um question did your dad have his dad in his life in a very different way so a lot of it for him was the opposite of what i have right so his father was a provider, but a very military. Man, I adore my dad. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Dadcast, where I am doing my best to have communication with good people about raising adults, not children. Because if you raise a child, that's what you're going to get, a grown child. Yeah. And that's dangerous. You need to raise an adult because one day you're not going to be there and they will. So this episode is brought to you by Cut Kind of Sore clothing, products, and apparel for barbers and stylists. Go ahead and check us out at Cut Kind of Sore on Instagram. Uh, Welcome, my good brother. What's up, man? Good to see you again. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Doing well. Come on, man. It's all love. It's all love. Always good conversation. 
between the few times that we've met, but you know what I mean? It's nothing but uh nothing but respect and, and, and love. So, you said you had dad in your life, correct? I do. I I did and I do. Okay. Uh how old do you know how old he was when he had you? Ah man, I think he was like twenty nine, twenty eight. Okay. Yeah, a little bit older. Okay. And how old are you? I'm thirty six. Okay, okay. Yeah. So what do you think it, it doesn't have to be one thing. It could be multiple if you like. But what are some of the things that you believe that are the greatest qualities and, and things that your dad basically taught you to be who the man that you are? Yeah, I like to use like the analogy of uh, the kid's bowling ball. Okay. For the kid's bowling, when you see the frames up on the on the two sides, uh-huh. and no matter how they throw the ball, it somehow bounces to the middle to the. Ah, oh, he had little bumpers on the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, my dad is a very serious guy. Um, one of the best men I know. Oh, and nice. His, his, basically, his way of tutelage was uh, give me as much knowledge as possible, expose me to um, a strong academic foundation. Mm. But he was basically taking like a hands-off approach unless he needed to put the guardrails up. Interesting. Um, and it worked for me because of my personality. I'm, I'm one of those people who like to learn by doing after I feel like I've studied up enough mm. and put the time in. Okay. And I felt like he uh, he assessed me and knew that about me, mm-hmm. and kind of just you know made his approach based on my personality. So um, thankfully for that, that has paid a lot of dividends for me and really for him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Was there ever like a rocky period between oh, yeah. you two? Oh yeah. Like in school when you're becoming a young man. Oh yeah. And you want to do the cool shit. Yeah. Um, but your father has been there before. Right. And he's seeing you. So he's he's seeing the need to put the guardrails up. I was up. just about to say the guardrails <laughs> coming up. <laughs> but the, but uh, he's also hedging against what he's taught you up to that point. Gotcha. So it's a very tricky balance. And for me, um, you know, I'm from a very small place. I'm from the Virgin Islands. So, okay. you know, my father basically uh, stopped having day-to-day interaction with me as soon as I left, 19 years old, 18 years old, for college in New York City. Mm. And maybe 15 years in, uh, a death in the family brought us together in a different way where he kind of got to know me as an adult for the first time. Interesting. Because in his mind, it was still his boy that had just left Mm. for college, right? Um, And we had a, a serious conversation, and he was like, look, man, I can't believe you turned out to be what you are Mm. because I was terrified the whole time. And meanwhile here, I'm explaining to you that I thought he gave me freedom. Mm -hmm. But in his mind, he didn't know if that was working or not. Mm. Because when we hit that little rough patch in high school, he was like, oh shit, I fucked it up. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it took 15 years before he finally got to know me as an adult um, and really have that conversation with me where he was like I was terrified but hey man one of my buddies tells me man he always says uh, being a parent is the toughest job you'll ever love yeah and I see it you know like you are terrified man it is a 
a really scary experience to know that you are responsible for this person's every waking moment. You know, who they become, who they're around, and, you know, trying to avoid, you know, like you said, putting those bumpers up in so many different ways, man. People get kidnapped. People get, you know, get involved in sex trafficking, and some people just screw themselves over. You know what I mean? It's not even their fault, you know? Um, Trusting a neighbor or a friend, and then they get involved in drugs or Lord knows what, you know? So it really is a scary thing, man, being... And the same mentor, a good friend of mine, he also tells me that until your child is mature enough and wise enough to understand and develop their own relationship with God, mm. you are God to them. I was like, damn, like that's heavy, bro. You know, as I think back about how consistent this man was, you know, I'm I'm a 36 year old young man. I feel like uh you know, I, I don't have kids yet, mm-hmm. but I struggle with the concept of being consistent for another human being Ooh. all the time. It's scary, bro. And because he gave me such a like a high ceiling to achieve, to, um, it's actually it makes me anxious, which is why I don't have kids yet. <laughs> it makes me I understand completely you what know? you're saying. Um, but yeah, like his his level of consistency absolutely contributed to um, how I view him. Think about all these young men who saw their father in a certain way and don't ever let them come back into their lives, you know. And it's, you know, it's it's hard to be uh, one of God's children and give the level of grace that you want for yourself. Um, but you know, I was fortunate to have that. So. That's dope. Um, question: Did your dad have his dad in his life? in a very different way. So a lot of it for him was the opposite of what I have, right? So his father was a provider, but a very military. He kind of had a terrible relationship with his father for most of my life, um, which drove how he managed me. He demanded that I go to college um, and he demanded to pay for it. Mm. So that was like his way of riding the ship and Mm. sort of curing some of those generational curses. You know. That's dope, though, man. And that's kind of similar. Well, my story is a little different. My dad was neither the present or a provider. Mm-hmm. But um, that pain and disdain for that lack, you know, always drove me to never want that pain for anyone else, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if I'm going to bring them into this world. You know what I mean? I'm going to be present. Yeah. But I can't blame him because he had issues with his. Uh, his father, so I'm, you know, yeah. everybody's got a situation and a reason, and you yeah. know, so like I said, I, I forgive him, and we're cool today. You know, that is what it is. The bygones be bygones, um, but you know that that is a trip. You know how um, having everybody's impact or their situation drives them to something. Yeah, you know, and um, you know my. Uh, my daughter's mother, you know, she has two great parents, very protective and providing. Mm. So she and I both, you know, we, we go out of our way to make sure that our daughter has any and everything that she needs. But yet, like you said, like have that balance to where she doesn't, she's not, um, uh, we were talking earlier about uh, being entitled, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like she mm-hmm. does have a sense of, 
humility, you know, and it's really dope to watch. I asked her last year, it was her 13th birthday. I'm like, dude, you're about to be a teenager. What do you want for your birthday? She's like, I don't need anything, Dad. I have everything I want already. I was like, are you serious? Like, dude, this is your 13th. Like, you're an actual teenager. You don't want anything. Yeah. She's like, I got computers and, you know, social media. And, you know, you guys got me, you know, a good phone already. And I got clothes. Like, I'm yeah. good. You know, I got clothes on my back, food in the refrigerator. Like, there was nothing for her to actually desire. Like, oh, I need this, you know, Fendi purse. She's not into that stuff. She's super chill. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, just, just raising young adults with humility in just the proper way and understanding what true riches are is very important because a lot of people think riches are material yeah you know so it's very important to have you know that that soul and that that foundation like you said set properly yeah to where they can travel or go see anything and not be amazed or blown away or think that you know that person's better than me because they have xyz you know but yeah, it's, it's it's a beautiful thing to have um, a solid foundation, man. So, um, what do you think would be some of the things that you would want to instill in your children? Oh man, um, I'll tell you mine afterwards. But I'm going to hear what you guys say. Emotional maturity. Woo! Uh, I think say that, that again for the people in the back. I think you can, you know. I'm what, still what working did, on that. What did they say about uh, what did Jay Z say? He said you could pay for school, but you we can't buy class. class, right? And not so much about the social strata aspect of it, but like there's there's an emotional uh, quotient that I think our people are still sort of struggling with. Absolutely. Um, and because of the trauma that we've sort of come through over the hundreds of years. Um, of being sort of cast down by society, especially in the country that we were brought to. Um, you know, we have different uh, sort of uh, cultural upbringings, me being West Indian and, and from the U.S. Virgin Islands and you probably being like a, a mainland American. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's still the same issue, this mm -hmm. colonization, slavery, et cetera, et cetera. There's a defensiveness that we have to get over and it, it drives our EQ down. And when you start to get into those places where some of the highest currency that's traded is emotional quotient, wow. um, our people are, are still sort of figuring it out. So that's one thing. And then meekness. Um, I feel like the meek, the older you get, the more you realize there's truth to the saying uh, the meek shall inherit the earth. Mm. Uh, there's something about being meek that allows you to give yourself to a passion in a different way. Okay. Um, and you may not realize financial success as fast as the vein, okay. but it, it'll, come, it'll come full circle at some point. And I think those are two hugely important sort of aspects. Interruption. I had to uh, sweep up some hair real quick, but yeah, that's um, yeah, that's that's a powerful statement, man. That was really good. My thing uh, with with my daughter, uh, your feet real quick, um, is uh, integrity and love. You know, love yourself, love God, and you know, love your friends and family. You know what I mean? 
And I also try to teach her that um, I have friends that are now family and family that are no longer friends. Yeah. Just because they have your last name doesn't mean they have your best intentions 100%. in heart. Just because, you know, you share a bloodline doesn't mean that, you know, you have to be best of friends. You know, some people are in your life for a reason in a season and some people will, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll grow apart. You know, you do get to grow apart from people. So um, I just try to teach her that, you know, people and places and things don't define her. Yeah. And um, like I said, integrity, you know, that, that's important. Like, who are you when nobody's looking? Right. You know? That's a huge part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, those are two of my favorite things. Well, a few of my favorite things, excuse me. But, um, yeah, this was a good conversation, man. We're going to have to double back on this one on another day. I'll get some more questions for you, man. But uh, I really like your demeanor, man. You're a good, positive brother, man. Really focused, and I can tell. Um, I was telling somebody recently that, uh, you know, me cutting hair all my life, like I've met pretty much every man there is to know. It's such a privilege. It's a blessing, man. Like, I feel like you remember that show, uh, Home Improvement? Yeah. Tim the Tool Man? That's what I consider myself. Like, I go get all the information from the neighbor and then come back home and act like I know everything. <laughs> no, but that's, that's it. Right? Like, exposure is it. Right? Wise man learns from yeah. the mistakes of others, yeah. right? And I met so many individuals, man. You name it, man. Lawyers, doctors, um, gangsters. You know what I'm saying? Like, you name it. I've, I've been here and, and, and counseled some, learned from some, preachers. I mean, you name it. And it's such a blessing, like, to have that exposure, man, and tax preparers, you name it, you know what I mean? Financial advisors, tech guys. And I learn so much all day, man, every day from people, man. And just having these types of conversations, that's why uh, another reason I started a podcast, it was initially for my daughter. Because um, we were in a grocery store one time, and uh, this lady was listening to our conversation. My baby might have been like five at the time. Mm. And she was standing in front of us, listening to us, and she did one of those, like, it, it was funny, because you know how when you smell like smoke or something, you yeah. start looking around like like sniffing? Sure. But you could tell she was hearing something different. Mm. So she was looking around like, and she turned and looked at me, and then looked down at my daughter. I guess she thought my daughter was much older because of the way I was talking to her. Because right. I wasn't talking to a five, six-year-old. I was talking to a 16, 17-year-old. Sure. Because I had to level her up. You know what I mean? At all times, I'm trying to constantly guide her because I am, my intention is to raise an adult. 100%. You raise a child, you in trouble. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's so many grown children out here. You know, just because you get older doesn't mean that you actually mature. Yeah. And that's dangerous. Yeah. I think that goes back to the emotional maturity part. Absolutely. You know, it goes right there. I can see the difference between my, my friends who are raising children, as you say, and, uh, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, those kids don't have any sense of responsibility. They don't mm. have any sense of um, work ethic. Mm-mm. They're kind of dragging you around as a parent. Mm-hmm. Whereas my friends who have approached it in the sense that you got maybe <laughs> your infant stages before I start talking to you, like, the way I want you to talk to people mm-hmm. by the time you get to kindergarten. And that's a very intentional, active like, process, you know. So congratulations to you on having a, a wise, sort of mature daughter. And, Thank you. Uh, you know, happy birthday to her. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, man. And I, and I tell her, like, I thank her for being my child sometimes. And it, and I even wrote it to her on her, um, her, her birthday card the other day. And I was just like, I knew who you would be, but I cannot lie to you. Like, you are still exceeding my expectations every day. Like, like who are you? Like, and I almost, because we have this joke, this running joke uh, when people mess up or... Um, uh, do something out of pocket or strange. We mm-hmm. go, whose kid is this? Like, who raised you? Right. You know what I mean? So we just laugh at each other and, you know, we throw that around jokingly. But I even have to say it to myself because I'm in awe of her. I'm like, damn, who raised you? Like, did I do this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, me and your mom did a damn good job, man. Solid. Yeah, I'm so grateful for who she is, man. She's so intelligent. And, like, she was telling me uh, last year, she was in the seventh grade and, um, a couple of eighth graders that she's not even like, you know, they're classmates. They're not sure, friends. Sure. And on some random stuff, I guess um, a couple classmates or uh, older girls came to ask her for some advice on some on some real life stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Wait, what?" Like she was kind of thrown. Like, why would y'all ask me that? Like, that's some personal yeah. type stuff. Like, and you know what I mean. And we're not cool like that for me to be giving you advice on that level. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? It'd be different if those were one of her quote-unquote friends. Sure. Think about the other spectrum, the other side of the spectrum on that, where you're dealing with bullying at at that age. Correct. But your daughter has been sort of assessed as someone that people can confide in and ask for personal advice on how to handle a situation. That blew my mind, bro. I asked her, I was like, wait, 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 you the big homie? Yeah. <laughs> I said, because I, I, I was always raised by older people, you know what I mean? I'm like, wait a minute, you the big homie? Yeah, but you can, I can see your personality, I can see how that might make sense. Um, Thank you. You know, if she's come up under your tutelage, you know, there's an aspect of like uh, being the big homie that you carry with you. You mm. probably got that from somebody else. And, you know, mm. important man and I even uh, like now I'm starting to finally hear it back because I always just did it you know because I much like myself like uh, like I was talking about earlier with with the dad situation like I didn't want the youngsters to come in here to feel the pain that I felt you know or the ridicule or the bullying because I had to deal with all of that shit growing up like man people did not like me just because I liked me yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just be cool and yeah. confident in myself. Like, nah, he's a jerk. He's this. He's that. I'm like, man, what? You know, friends and just, you know, random classmates. And it was just always strange to me. But um, I've always given advice. But now it's starting to come back to me. Like, some of the youngsters, man, some of these guys I've been cutting since they were, like, 15 years old. Now they're, like, 32, 33 years old. Grown men raising their own families and whatnot now. And uh, they're like, bro, if it wasn't for you and watching you with your daughter, I wouldn't have done this or I wouldn't have known that. And I'm like, really? Me? So now, you know, like you said, just pay it forward and, and, and bless others because, you know, it is a thing to learn from the mistakes of others. And, and as well as the the, the um, advantages and the great information from others. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. iron sharpens iron every day of the week. Every day of the week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just grateful, man. And, you know, and I, like I said earlier, man, I, I truly respect your demeanor and who you are and your intellect. And uh, 
what you've done and how you've gone about paving, paving your own way, yeah. you know, but allowing, you know, your father to guide and, you know, <laughs> put those bumpers up right. and keep you straight and, and you know, on a, on a righteous path. Yeah. But that's a beautiful thing, man. So um, is there anything that you'd like to share with uh, any listeners right now just in terms of fatherhood, you know, what, anything that you've learned from your father or, you know, uh, yeah. respecting or allowing mentorship or anything to that nature? So. Yeah. Um, you know, I talked about uh, the currency of meekness um, earlier. And I talked about um, sort of, you know, the beauty of paying it forward. But another thing that we need to sort of focus on as a community is uh, the humbleness that it takes to unlearn mm. and cast away things that no longer serve you so that you can serve someone else. Mm. Um, servitude is probably one of the biggest gifts that you can give to your children, right? Like mm. to the people that you're trying to bring up. So in order for me to be good at that, in order for me to be consistent, I imagine my father had the same conversation internally. He had to unlearn a bunch of unuseful shit Mm. from his own mistakes from what he's seeing in society you think about our, my parents anyway came up during uh, you know Martin Luther King's sort of heyday right mm-hmm. we've got that generation who saw that brutality saw that sort of um, impact on society like um, like post Jim Crow era type they stuff. had to unlearn but also take with them the stuff that was useful mm. uh, such as what they were seeing at the time at a certain certainly like developmental age for them so um, you know unlearn and pay it forward are really two things that I sort of live by unlearn and pay it forward that's what yeah. we're going to call this episode <laughs> unlearn and pay it forward thank, thank you, you brother me, nothing but respect King yes, sir. once again this is another amazing episode of the dad cast just good people in here just trying to learn and sharpen each other and bless this world with uh, some amazing blessings and and information for the next generation and uh we pray that you all you know can pass this on and give some more information to any and everyone that you can to uh make this generation better than we are because they have the chance and like she said i believe the children are our future (laughs) you know (laughs) teach them right and let them lead the way show them all the beauty they possess inside so Thank you all for listening. You can email me at themarkofgenius. That's M-A-R-C, themarkofgenius at gmail.com. If you have any comments, questions, or topics you'd like to discuss or just like to tap in with me and have a discussion with me, holler at your boy. All right? Y'all be great. Thanks again. Once again, this is brought to you by Cut Connoisseur Clothing, Products, and Apparel for Barbers and Stylists. Y'all be great. Peace.